Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. Um, so I'm here with Stephanie Torres, which I met her on Facebook and I just like that she's as sarcastic as I am and drops the F-bomb as much. Um, that was my first impression of her, which, so we were instantly like, yes, she's my friend. Uh, and, uh, but she's a real estate agent, she's a mom, she's a wife. And she's pursuing a degree in sustainable architecture, which is really pretty cool. And, um, and yeah, she's like, she's one of those awesome Facebook friends that you're like, I probably could be friends with you in real life. Like, cause when you see their posts and you're like, I, they get me, they get me. That was, that's kind of her. So, um, so anyway, without further ado, Hey, Stephanie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hi, thanks for that awesome introduction, Rebecca. Um, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's tell everybody who's listening. So every time I bring somebody on here, it's always because, um, I think they're a badass. Like I feel like they're a badass in some way, no pressure, but that's just how I feel. So, um, so I like to tell everybody, give everybody a overview, like a, you know, a little snippet of what is your story? How did you get where you are today? Um, all that kind of stuff. Like, give us the give us the rundown. Okay. Um, well, basically, um, from a young age, um, I kind of wanted to find my way in the world. I was kind of sheltered. It's funny. I was like sheltered as a kid, but also like I traveled a lot. But like when I was home, I, my parents were really strict, and I wasn't allowed to have a job or anything, like get my license or anything like that. So um, I think by the time I turned eighteen, I was just like ready to like be like, screw you guys. I'm getting my license. I'm getting a job, and I'm gonna figure out what's going on in the world because you know I was expected to go to college and all that, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I was. So how can I decide what I want to get a degree in and spend all this money in this school when I don't even know right. who I am or, you know? So, um, yeah, basically I went to cosmetology school after high school, um, and, um, moved out and was, um, living on my own. I had a roommate that was, um, a really good friend of mine and we lived together for a while while I was bartending and, um, doing hair. And then I actually ended up getting a job in banking. Um, and so I stopped doing hair in the salon, but I was still kind of doing it at home for friends and family, um, for a while actually. Um, so I was like, part-time teller, then I went to a full-time teller, then I went to a head teller, then I went to a customer service rep, and then I went to um, insurance and at MetLife, long-term disability, and then I went to um, travel insurance, uh, yeah, travel insurance. <laughs> and then I actually went back to to doing hair while I decided what what I really actually wanted to do. After I, after I got married, um, I decided to go back to doing hair because I, I was really, really miserable in insurance. I, I went from banking to insurance because I, it made so much more money and I, I got the job when I interviewed and I, it was a huge pay raise, but I was miserable, mm -hmm. um, really, really depressed. So, um, I left and, um, after I got married, um, was trying to figure things out and I, I got pre while I was pregnant, I was actually back in school. Um, cause uh, I decided that when I was trying to figure out what exactly it was I was going to do, that hair wasn't what I wanted to do forever. It just, um, it just wasn't working out for what I wanted to do for my career. And I realized that I was passionate about the environment because at that time, the political climate had just become where Trump was 
president and I was not understanding why people around me didn't care about the environment or in, um, the, like the Green New Deal and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so I started looking into what could I do that has something to do with that. And so I, I got interested in environmental science and I was in school for that when I was pregnant with my son. And then um, my husband actually is a veteran and he was with the same company after he came up home from the military for like 14 years. Mm-hmm. And when I had my son, um, he took a, a job at a different company in Charlotte. So um, that summer, my son was born in April. And that summer, um, my husband was flying back and forth from Charlotte to Connecticut a lot. And I, yeah, I took my real estate license that uh, a course that summer. And my, my neighbor was amazing and used to help me out and my, when my husband wasn't there. Um, and then we moved to Charlotte in October 2018. And um, I was a stay-at-home mom. You know, we moved, we were unpacking and in an apartment. We had a, a three-bedroom house. We went to an apartment and then we were, I was, um, you know, home and studying for my exam. Um, I passed my real estate exam in March 2019 and then in April we moved again because we got a house and then from there I was um trying to find childcare, but without family around and um it's really hard to find childcare. like the wait lists are crazy so um yeah yeah so I was basically um I found a brokerage uh when I first started actually I met a girl named Stephanie also, who has the same birthday as me, and she's from New York, and we both moved to Charlotte around the same time, and we're both realtors, and um, so she's a mom too, but her kids are just a little older, so I ended up um, joining the same firm as she did in the beginning, and um, that worked out in the beginning. Um, The broker I was in charge I was working for um, had a Facebook group, like a mom's group, so it was a good way to get uh, leads, and I was able to work from home um, a little bit that way, and um, so I was able to sell multiple homes in my first year, um, and then finally, my son was on a wait list since August for a daycare, and they finally, of course, in May, had a spot for him, and then I was nervous because of COVID, but um, he did start, and um it was just necessary for both of, for our family. Like I needed it, he needed it. Um, and it was scary because of what's going on, but they take a lot of precautions. Um, they don't let the parents into the school. It's only the teachers and the, the kids that go into the school. And, um, I just feel, I feel like he's safe there. It's not, it's not like a lot of in and out traffic. It's the same kids all the time. So he's been doing really well. He's so happy there. So I'm so happy that we have that for him and that now um, I just, you know, it's all kind of coming together finally after bouts with postpartum and I've always struggled with depression and anxiety my whole life. And I'm actually trying to kind of like long story short, but my son's birthday was in April. Um, he turned two. And then the day after his birthday, I went to an inpatient facility for depression for about five days. And um, since I, since that I've been, it's been like a 180, um, not just in myself, but in like my family, like my husband has been super supportive and my son is, I feel like been, my, my son is, I think an empath like me, he's only two, but I think he thrives off our energy. Like I can tell that he's affected by 
you know, our moods and stuff. So he's been really happy, especially with going to school and having, you know, socialization. And um, now I've just been taking my post-licensing classes. I was lucky enough that they extended the deadline for, for COVID. So I've been taking um, 90 hours of post-licensing courses this month. And my husband um, is still working um, at his career, but he's doing a dual career now. And um, passed his licensing exam a couple weeks ago. So now we're building our our business together. Um, it's going from Stephanie Torres Real Estate to Torres Real Estate. Oh, that's and, exciting. Yeah, and um, it'll be really awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so very cool. So yeah, you had lots of, that's like, that's how I was when I was coming up. It was like, I did so many different things. And then once I found real estate, it was like, okay, this is because you always do something different. You're always, um, oh, and side note for anybody listening, if you hear anything, it's Ziggy snoring right now. Like I legit, while you were talking, had to continually mute my mic because I would see my box light up because (laughs) he's snoring. So just that's adorable. Yeah, he is who he is. He can't change. Um, right now. Yeah. But, but anyway, so, um, so yeah, when, when I got in real estate, I was just like, okay, this is, you know, this is it because I could always do something different. Um, you know, I would, it did allow me the ability to be able to be with my son. You know, for me, I wanted to homeschool him. So that to me was like an opportunity, like, oh, I could do real estate and I can just stay home or whatever. So, um, so yeah, so that was, you know, a good thing. So coronavirus, how are you dealing? How is your market, um, right now and how are things going for you guys? So, um, well, just to go back to what you said about like getting into real estate and being like so convenient and everything, you're right. It's, it's awesome to have real estate, but let's also kind of like you think you can make your own schedule and you kind of can, but you can't really because you also are working on your clients like schedule whenever they, you know, want to look at the homes or whatever. So um, it is like I it was it was kind of hard to balance my and probably because he was only one years old, too, but I had my one year old and trying to start the business. It was definitely hard to do, but, um, it's like where you have your expectations for your business. Like when I was homeschooling my son, I mean, yeah, he was five by the time I was doing real estate and he was with me and, but I wasn't trying to do 10 million. I wasn't trying to do 12 million. I was trying to just do what I needed to do in order to have the life that we wanted and not want for anything. So for me, it was different. There's other people who are driven in other ways. Like maybe for you, it's like, Hey, I'm starting my business and I want to do 20 million. Well then, you know, yeah. Trying to it wouldn't even be fair to have your kid home at that point because you can't manage it and unless you leverage it all out and I feel like you just you're not even smart enough about the business yet I wasn't smart enough about the business for like a couple years before I could have really thought oh I can leverage this out oh I can have somebody else do this much less financially stable enough to do that yeah, no, you're 100% right. And that's where real estate becomes convenient is that you you can tailor it to what works for you. You can. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so uh, I 
would love to make $20 million in sales. <laughs> Maybe one day I will, <laughs> but I don't, I, that's not my goal at this time either. Um, you know, yeah, right. Like last year I was just trying to do as much as I, I could. I didn't want to, you know, get too overwhelmed. I'm just trying to take it one step at a time. I think that that's over the past like year, that's kind of what I learned that you have to take everything one step at a time and just kind of do what works for you. Yeah. Um, and eventually it'll all like come together. And now, um, now, yeah. So after when co the whole COVID thing came about, um, I had just had a sale in Feb uh, closing in February and then, um, I actually had decided to get a part-time job as a waitress at Olive Garden. So I was, I had just, I started that at the end of February. And then um, I was doing that uh, along with um, real estate. And then come March, I lost that job. So I really only had like that Olive Garden job for like a month because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and at that point, um, I had a part-time nanny, but because of COVID, I didn't, and like I, I didn't, I wasn't able to really go out and market myself as as normal. And um, like I was, I wasn't really able to afford having my nanny anymore because I wasn't having that part-time job. Like even before I was working at Olive Garden, um, I was working part-time at another restaurant, um, which is not, not a chain restaurant. But now I didn't have that that secondary income to rely on while I built up my clientele. Um, and so I had to let, I had to let go of my nanny. I, I, I had her normally for three days a week. And then I just had her for one day a week for like three months. Cause then at least I had like one day to like do my laundry and like focus. Um, but then um, I went to, I had that bout with my, my depression and my anxiety. And then um for a while, I've been uh, thinking that my husband, it would be a great idea for him to do real estate with me. And then uh, when I came back from the inpatient facility, he decided that he was going to do that. And um, so basically, um, since COVID, I just kind of was home with my son. He didn't go anywhere for like three months. I, yeah. I didn't go anywhere besides the grocery store. And um, then... I got the call that he had a spot available at the daycare. So um, then he started, I think it was like in the end of May um, in the daycare. And since then, um, I'm just kind of starting to, I'm just trying to kind of get my business plan back together. And at that point, my, my husband had decided to take the online real estate course because now he could do the online real estate course before North Carolina, you couldn't. Yeah. Um, so he just finished that a couple weeks ago and I've just been busy trying to get my post licensing hours done so that my license doesn't go inactive. So, um, I've got 90 hours of that this month. Um, and then I plan to last year, I, um, had a booth at the veg fest in Charlotte and I made a bunch of contacts with people. And, um, that's my next step is next week to send out a bunch of emails from all those contacts and try to get myself, um, yeah. a pipeline again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kicking up your business, if you know, if you follow me, I'm all about energy. So I think that no matter what's going on, like I remember when the market crashed in 2008 and I had been in, been a realtor for a few years by then. And um, when that crashed, it was like, you know, there are people who were saying, well, because the market's crashing, I have to get out like because this is happening. 
now I can't be a real estate agent. And I didn't have any other income legit. Like I, I wasn't working another job because I couldn't, because I had my son full time. Like, so there was no working another job. And so I ended up, um, you know, getting into foreclosures, which kind of fell in my lap. But it's also like, I'm such a firm believer of beliefs, of stories, of what we're telling ourselves, that it was like, I knew something had to open up. Cause you know, like I always talk about law of attraction, I'm sure you know that, or maybe you know that, I don't know, but, um, you know, it's like, it creates opportunities and the energy that we're putting out is just creating opportunities. So during those times, I'm always finding like, what are my positive rituals? What are the things that I'm doing like day in and day out to continue to, um, level up the energy? Cause I've definitely leveled up over the years. So for you, what's something that you've done consistently over the years or something that you just picked up or something, whatever that you do that creates that for you, that gives you that, you know, okay, I can go the next day type of attitude. So I struggled with that a lot the past couple of years and even before, but not so, not as much. And I have recently learned so many coping mechanisms um, that have helped me. Um, and even some things that I was already doing that I realized I should be doing more regularly, um, like meditation and yoga. I know that that's such a, such a stereotype, but I'm a huge believer in meditation and yoga. Um, also, and yoga, I hate yoga. Yeah, I, it, my, my, um, my doctor even prescribed me, uh, hot yoga for, and the sauna for, um, uh, my anxiety. <laughs> But it, it works for me. It might not, it probably doesn't but work. But I right love anymore. meditation. I'm a huge meditation yeah. person. But yoga, I feel like I'm always freaking pulling something. Every time I well, yeah. No, I, I totally get it. Oh, my back. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you have to like kind of do what works for you until you get like used to it. And then it just gets easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easier, but, yeah. I like Pilates, but I don't really like yoga. Yoga is like, for some reason, I just don't bend and twist the thing. So anyway, go ahead. I mean, Understandable. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the, I think the number one thing that I've just been starting to really work on the past couple of months is really having confidence and be and trusting being myself, mm-hmm. you know, just, um, not, not trying to, not trying to mold myself into, this idea of what other people think I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always kind of been like stuck between trying to figure out who I am and trying to figure out what I need to be for to make everybody else happy. And I'm just realizing that, you know, well, I'm not just realizing it, but I'm starting to really realize how important it is that you have to have your you have to believe in yourself before mm-hmm. anybody else will believe in you. And you have, you know, you you really, um, you have to trust your intuition and, um, just really find what, what kind of self, what kind of regular self care daily will help you get through your day and, um, be the best you really. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely for that. Like once you figure out who you are, when you start to be yourself, like, and the whole idea, like, yeah, when, when, 
when we are waiting for other people to make us feel good, we are always giving away our power. And that's something that I had to work on a lot when I was younger, for sure, because mm -hmm. even now, you know, I, I find myself like, hey, if you would or whatever. And at the end of the day, like you don't like when you know who you are, it's like my son, you know, when your kid is little, like your son will go through this, I'm sure all kids go through this. They come home, they're upset. They're like, oh, so-and-so said I'm um, stupid, right? Whatever, just whatever it is. Give me their name. No, was that was <laughs> right, no, no, this is what you say. <laughs> so, so-and-so said I'm stupid. And I go, well, do you think you're stupid? And they go, no. And it's like, okay, then why are you upset if somebody else said you're stupid because I don't want them to think I'm stupid and so you have to go through this thing with your kids to be like when you know that you're good it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks when you know like if somebody was to come tell me today Rebecca you're stupid I'd be like fuck off like whatever I'm not stupid you, know, you can tell me a lot of things you can tell me I'm stupid you might be able to say that I'm I don't know like whatever maybe I'm aggressive or I don't mean something but you can't say that I'm stupid like I wouldn't believe you so so yeah the idea that you have to believe in yourself first like nobody's coming to save you you have to believe yeah. in yourself. right and it's exactly those type of things that people say like you're stupid or um you know that's impossible or um you'll you know uh just yeah, just any any of these things that people people uh, will always say something's impossible until you know it is always impossible until it's done, and people will always say that you can't do something if they couldn't do it. So um, everyone's different, though. Like even personally, I had family members telling me that I shouldn't get into real estate because it was it was it was too hard to make money in it, and you know they they knew people who have been doing it for years and haven't sold any homes and whatever. In real estate, then. Well, exactly. Like I truly believe, you know, everyone has their um their potential and their their strong points, and um I I. I've been in sales before I've been in, I was in banking, which is retail, it's sales. Like that's why I got out of it. Cause I thought I could go into it to help people like learn how to save their money. And really I was trying to like sell people credit cards that they didn't need and stuff like that. <laughs> but I, I know, I know that I have those skills and, and, um, I know that I have a personality to like connect with people. So, um, I, I have confidence in myself that I could, I could do it if I put my mind to it. And, my first year I sold multiple homes. So I think I, I doing good so far. And now that my husband got his license and we're doing this like family business, it's going to be yeah. really awesome. Like I'm really excited because, um, we can advertise that, you know, we're, you get two for one really like we'll always be in like the mass like group text you get one of us will always answer one of us will always answer the call one of us will always answer the text he's a veteran he speaks spanish i speak portuguese so yeah. it's just i think we'll be an, an unstoppable team i'm excited yeah no i think so too remind everybody where you are oh we're in charlotte north carolina in charlotte because you just got there right uh well we've been here now for about two and a half years okay so you've been there two um, well two years yeah yeah. So yeah, it is really good. Like I'm in a military town. I deal with tons of military. I love helping military families here in Jacksonville. Um, so yeah. And I know having a veteran, like that's definitely a way that you can market yourself and just the bilingual thing. Like you have a lot of 
things going for you. So now it's just a matter of where you take it. Exactly. Yeah. And um, we, yeah, I, so I recently just signed on with a new brokerage and one of the top producers there um, is also bilingual. And he even told my husband that he'd take him on the Spanish radio station around here and just kind of, we have a lot of um, opportunities to, um, to grow our, our business and, and do well. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and like, yeah, you've definitely come through, you've created or you know the a life that you love like a life you're creating these things that you want so i ask everybody this um that well i say everybody you're my third person that's been on my podcast so i just had like this idea i'm like oh i'm gonna see if people want to go on my podcast and i was like holy cow so many people were like yes 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 i was like oh what am i gonna do um so you're the third person but i ask everybody yeah i ask everybody before um when we're wrapping up what is something like what is some advice because i've been seeing this float around facebook and you know i like to let social media inspire me because then you know you see something you're like oh that's a good question so um which i never have answered it this is what's funny I've seen that question a million times on Facebook recently. Well, actually, I feel like it's been floating around for years. I've never answered it, but I always read people's answers. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, So what is the one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Obviously, you're pretty young still, but, you know. I think I might be older than you think I am. Even younger self. you know, you're just out of school, your 18 year old self, your whatever, like what piece of advice would you give your younger self um, that you think you would have benefited knowing now what you know? I could probably have like a five hour conversation with my 18 year old self and like, oh, yeah. like go on. <laughs> but um, I probably well, like the biggest I, piece, one biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I would just, I would just tell myself to, um, to not doubt myself, um, that a lot of people would were, have always tried to put doubt into me or, or tell me I was doing things a, a, a wrong way because I wasn't doing things the way they wanted me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I would just tell myself to keep following your heart and follow your intuition and do what makes you happy and that will make you successful. That's right. That's good advice. I love follow your heart. I used to always tell um, my son that follow your heart and set your intentions. That's the other thing. Yes. I've been, I've been setting my intentions. Something I've actually, I, I, I recently um, finished reading an empath book. Um, so I, I recently learned that I am an empath. I can really, really relate to that. I didn't know what it was before. And so I'm really glad that I learned that. And I've also, um, been reading about, um, witchcraft. I found a book called, um, uh, the, the, the first book that I got into was called, uh, the witch's guide to self-care. And I am obsessed. I love it. I it's, 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 it has a lot to do with healing your energy, healing the earth, healing humanity, healing, healing. Like rituals and stuff too. Yes. Yeah. So it's like rituals and yeah. Um, like crystals and, and I did a, I did a a guilt release ritual last night actually. And it like, it worked. I feel awesome. So, so yeah, I've been, um, I've been getting into that. So yeah, energy and intuition is a huge thing for me, for sure. I'm very affected by my, my environment. 
Yeah, and I think honestly, we all are. It's just some of us are, I'm super, definitely an empath too. Um, and I think learning to control that is huge for people who yeah. have that. I mean, but again, I think that we all are to a certain extent because energy is what the world is. Like everything around you is energy. So, yep. you know, our kids are just reflections of our energy. Everybody we see on the street, everything that's happening all day, every day is just a reflection of this energy that's within you. And mm -hmm. that you actually, what excites me about energy is the fact that we are able to change it. Like we get to decide, you know, your energy could have been this back then, but you do the work, you change up the stories, you, you decide that you right. want to start leveling up your energy and you can. So right. And to, to, to that point, your thoughts, I, that's something I've been working on consciously is controlling my thoughts and realizing that your thoughts don't have to affect your feelings. Not everything has to like, not every thought has to affect you. You can observe it and kind of let it go. Um, like you, just because you're thinking that, oh, maybe this person thinks this of me. That's okay. doesn't matter. Let it go. Or, yeah. you know, this, you don't this have might, to connect it with the emotion for sure. Exactly. You can kind of like, and that's, that's, that's why I'm such a proponent of meditation. Like you said, you are too, that it helps when to kind of sit there and observe your thoughts and learn yourself and, and kind of figure out what's going on in your head and, and realize it's okay to have those thoughts and you, but you can also control the emote. Like you can, you can be happy. You can be love. You can be joy. Um, you just, you don't have to hold on to those anxious or negative thoughts. Right. You can, I teach everybody like that comes in my courses and whether I'm working with them one-on-one -on -one, to get in that observer mode. It's so important to be in observer mode to see yourself from outside. Cause even right now, like there's me that's talking and there's me that's listening to me talk and that me that's listening to me talk can give me a lot of good insight if I'm open to it and being willing to hear like, okay, this is, this is where you're at with this. So yeah, I completely agree. We have to be willing to, um, to hear this. I think so often, like we're not willing to, to hear something different or, or stop ourselves in mid, you know, energy sentence, if you will, like, you think the thought and then you make it mean something and then that begins momentum. I mean, it begins 17 seconds. The universe is starting to bring you more things like it. So mm -hmm. if you keep holding on to a thought, the universe is going to keep feeding you and then mm -hmm. you start these cycles of momentum. And that's why, you know, these little harmless things turn into beliefs and turn into actual reality because you did connect some emotion with a thought. Right. And it's, it's kind of like you said before, um, I think it was Abraham Lincoln that said this quote, I had it used, I used to have it hanging in my, in my house, but it, um, it's like, uh, you, like something like, uh, you don't, you, you create the future that you want or something like that. You don't, um, I don't know. I don't have to, I'm totally, I'm totally watching it, but it's kind of like, you, you just totally said it like five minutes ago. I, I swear. I'm going to Google it. I said the quote? Yeah, something similar to it. Okay. Like you create your um, reality. 
Well, yeah. I mean, and there has been a lot of people throughout time who have said that, you know, that we do create our reality. The best way to predict your future is to create it. Sorry. There we go. There you go. Yeah. And that's, you know, we do. And I think a lot of people like, especially with law of attraction, which is just like, it is what it is. People get very confused. Like, Oh, we're, I'm creating my reality. What does that mean? And it's like, you're creating the opportunities that you are able to see and hear based on your energy. Like you could have all these opportunities over here that you want to be a part of houses you want to sell, whatever, but you're over here talking about why the market isn't good and why it can't happen. I'm not saying you are, but I'm just saying like, if for instance, cause I yeah. hear realtors lament things like that all the time. We're always saying we are where we are because the market, because of this. And it's like, if you would stop, you could be open to the possibilities that are actually out there. Yeah, if I've learned anything, it's that you have to create your own path for sure. And actually, to your point about, um, you know, excuses about, you know, COVID and this and that, I've seen, uh, I'm a part of a lot of real estate groups on Facebook, and I've been, you know, I have friends that are realtors I've been talking to, and a lot of people are, you know, doing really badly right now, a lot of businesses, but it seems like real estate and um, realtors, the market's moving right now. So we've got a lot of potential. Um, rates are so low. I mean, like as yes. the amount of people who want to buy right now, the problem is COVID is making the amount of people who want to sell less, but the amount of people who want to buy, it is insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So if you want to sell your house, please contact. Let us know. <laughs> North Carolina and Florida. Or in Jacksonville. Please contact. Rebecca was. So, yes, the Torres team. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Like, that's normal. I usually forget what I'm going to say. All right. Well, cool. Well, it has been amazing talking to you. Me too. Uh, love the stuff that you're into and um, where things are going. So, I'd be excited to see where everything goes over the next couple of years with you and your husband and um and yeah if you guys want to find stephanie where's the best place for people to find you oh um so you can find me at facebook.com slash stuff sells home clt or stuff sells homes clt or instagram.com slash stuff sells home clt um that's probably gonna be changing soon to torres sells home clt but uh just look me up on stuff. Like if you look up stuff sells home CLT or Stephanie M Torres, you'll, you'll find me. Um, and it's Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, yeah. And message me or contact me if uh, you need me to help or if I can help you in any way. And I'd love to chat with you again one day, Rebecca and catch up again. Cause this was really fun. Totally. All right, y'all, we are out of here. I will see you on the next episode um, next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.